0: I'm Heather. And I'm Corey, And this is Movie Shelf, where we talk about movies, movie trivia, and just about anything related to pop culture. We're glad you're here. In today's episode, we're talking about Shazam, and we're super excited because we got to see it super early. (laughs) And we also will chat about our picks of the week, movies that are coming out that we're interested in. And I see Corey just wondering right now, like, what movie is this Pick of the Week?
1: Yeah. I haven't thought about that yet.
0: And, of course, we'll enjoy a side of bacon.
1: Mmm, bacon.
0: All right. So, first, before we talk about our likes and dislikes and things of that nature for the movie. Okay. Let's talk about what the movie's about.
1: Okay. So, Shazam is about a 14-year-old boy.
0: Yes. Billy Batson.
1: Billy Batson. Who is granted superpowers by this ancient wizard? Yes, and becomes the superhero known as Shazam, mm-hmm. which is an acronym.
0: Right. What does this acronym stand for, Corey?
1: <laughs> well, so it's granted from the uh, he gets powers from these ancient Greek icons, I guess well, you could they're say. Well, not
0: all Greek. Not all Greek. I didn't think the first one was. It may be. Maybe, maybe oh. he is Greek. I don't know.
1: Maybe I'm not sure. I guess we'll I... have
0: to put our biblical scholar hat <laughs> on later
1: in research. So, in the order of the letters of Shazam, he is granted the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules,
0: Hercules,
1: the stamina of Atlas. Yep, got a hold of that world. The power of Zeus.
0: Beware of lightning.
1: The courage of Achilles.
0: Yeah, we gotta watch out for our tendons there.
1: <laughs> Protect. <laughs> and the speed of Mercury,
0: which I always get a kick out of thinking about this. I'm I'm derailing with Freddie Mercury from Queen. I remember oh. my dad, we're in the car, and he's trying to think of his name. You know, this is like sometime in the '90s, I'm sure, and he couldn't think. He's like quick, something quick, and then you know, and somehow he fit. He got the Freddie part, I think, his... The crazy little thing called love says Freddie Freddie. Freddy. Freddy. Yeah. So he knew Freddie. He's like, Freddie quick. He's like, that's not right though. And then he's like, Freddie Mercury. So he was thinking speed of Mercury. I'm
1: surprised he wasn't thinking of the substance of Mercury, which is. Uh, <laughs> he got the quick part. Okay. <laughs> the the, the Greek og over the, the scientific element. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, on top of getting all these awesome powers, mm-hmm. when he calls forth the power Shazam! Uh, Shazam, he also instantly gets an adult body. Yes. So he he's a
0: man-child.
1: Yeah, so his child is still of the 14-year-old boy. His,
0: his brain is still of the 14-year-old
1: boy. Yes, and the adult body.
0: Yes. So, he's still definitely very much Billy. And actually, we when the movie starts, we learn who Billy is. Billy, at least in the movie, I'm not sure about how the comic book origin and everything goes but Billy is a foster or he's in the foster system yes. and he apparently has a knack for running away he's actually trying to find his birth mom and anyway so in you know this last runaway attempt he is found and he's put with a new family um, and they're an amazing family it's a husband and wife that I th- I don't think any of their ki- the kids were biological I think they were all foster student- I children so, Yeah. plus the husband and wife make a point to say that they themselves you know, were foster children at some point.
1: Oh, I think I missed that. So they okay. definitely,
0: you know, hold everything to heart and they, you know, they know some of the experiences that and you know, some of the feelings that perhaps those kiddos are are feeling. And I guess one of the foster brothers is a super duper I want to say comic book nerd, but it's not really that he's a comic book nerd. It's- he's a
1: superhero nerd because in this movie, the other superheroes, particularly in the Justice League world yeah, exists Batman, in this Superman. movie. Yes.
0: Um, yeah. So he he has um
1: like a bullet that bounced off of Superman. Yeah. And a Batman Batarang. <laughs> yeah.
0: Although the bat the batarang was like a replica, right? But True,
1: the bullet yes. was really the bullet. But for it to be a replica, it has to be a real one. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. There, for it to be a replica one.
0: Yes. So so that's kind of fun. It's it you know and and it's really fun because you're seeing all the things that that we see. Um. You know, like. People wearing superhero shirts, but you know, again, to them they're real. You know, they're not just they're paying homage to book.
1: these real Yeah. People or yeah. beings in this movie.
0: So I think all shirts that the um at least that the foster brother person wore were all hero themed.
1: Yeah. You say wearing like Batman and Superman stuff.
0: So Billy definitely has a chip on his shoulder. You know, he doesn't really want to get close to anyone. Because, um, like I said, his prerogative is trying to find his birth mom.
1: Uh, separation um, issues.
0: Yeah, well, and you know, and there's a you know situation that comes up where he needs to, or he feels compelled to defend his foster brother. Yes. Um, From some bullies. Yeah, and and that's when, and we see this, in the even in the the previews, I think, you know, yeah. that's when he then is confronted with the wizard.
1: Well, that's when he gets chosen because yes. of that little act of heroism. Yes. You could say.
0: So once Billy gets these powers, becomes Shazam, he he the only person he knows to go to is his foster brother yes. because that's the only person he knows that would have anything knowledge about the hero world.
1: Because right after he got these abilities, is he. I almost picture, like, Lestat from Interview with the Vampire. He's given all these abilities, and then, boom, he's, like, left by himself. He has, to like, figure yeah. out that he's able to do. So, similar situation here, he's given all these abilities, and the person that gave him these abilities disappears, So now he's all on himself to figure out what the heck is happening to me.
0: Right. <laughs> and again, you know, he's still just a boy. He's, you know, 14-year-old teenage boy. So, it's definitely, they have to kind of go and test to try to figure out what powers he might have um, or might not have. So sometimes I think the the testing is very organized and sometimes the testing is a bit reckless. <laughs> <laughs> kind yeah, of like.
1: Definitely some humor there, which will spoil for you. Yeah.
0: Definitely not thinking about some of the, what if, what if it doesn't work? Situations. Yes. <laughs> um, so, but it, it is entertaining to watch them. Now, Corey, do you happen to know, how old the Shazam character is. Do you have any knowledge of that? that? Meaning, like, the comic book character. Like, is this one of the original,
1: or... Well, I believe Shazam was originally... Or Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> back when it was called Captain uh, DC's Captain Marvel. was uh, It was back in the 60s, I'm okay. pretty sure, when it was... So, yeah. So, yeah, so he's,
0: you yeah, know, a very tried-and-true character.
1: Uh, correction on my timing of DC's Captain Marvel. He was originally... Made his first appearance back in 1940. Oh wow! So he's a lot older than what we were thinking.
0: So yeah, he's definitely one of the originals, which is great. And um, and he he was Captain Marvel at that time too, right? Like he was always Captain Marvel. Yeah, the
1: the the name changing did not happen (laughs) until the last uh, few years. Okay. So because they saw the conflict coming up with the movies, I'm sure. uh,
0: Yeah. Well, as Elijah Price pointed out or discovered when we, you know, through the Unbreakable movie series, you can't really have a hero without a villain. So even in Shazam, there of course is a villain, and I feel like we we saw glimpses of of course of the villain, but you don't really get a whole lot of the backstory you think of the villain through the previews.
1: True. But you definitely get some backstory in the movie. You, you oh, got, you got yes, of plenty course. of backstory in the movie. And um, I thought it was very cleverly done.
0: Yeah. I essentially the main theme that I think we even get from the previews is that this person has equal power to um or seemingly equal power to well, Shazam. they're not
1: equal abilities, but by any means.
0: Yeah, they both have the lightning, you know, they're both super strong. Yeah, I'm just saying that even in the previews you see that there he is an equal threat, not a threat. Um challenger yes <laughs> but the villain is played by mark strong
1: which i love mark strong as an actor
0: yes he and i thought he did a really good job this is not his first dc movie though is it
1: <laughs> sadly no but this might be he, the
0: first he wants to claim right
1: <laughs> since he was sinestro in the awful awful green lantern movie which definitely. almost every comic fan despises
0: <laughs> and i think mark strong i feel like he I feel like I want to usually make him a villain, but I know he's been villain on the villain side and on the hero side. Like with the Kingsman films, he was phenomenal oh, yes. with.
1: Awesome. Ugh,
0: hero. That last, the last movie.
1: and He's also played other bad guys, such as in Kick-Ass.
0: Oh, he was that dad. He was, yeah. Yes.
1: The Red Miss dad, the, the, <laughs> the uh, crime boss, I guess you could say. Yeah. Which I've always said, the sign of a good actor or actress is one that can convincingly play a good guy and a villain. So he definitely fits that bill.
0: Mm -hmm. I wanted to briefly kind of go over some of the other actors of the film. Okay. But most of them, I don't don't really have a whole lot to say. Uh, But Billy Batson, as the 14-year-old Billy Batson, is played by Angel Asher. And I really didn't recognize anything from him. So, this is really my first time to see him. I imagine it's your first yeah, time. Yeah, same see him. here.
1: I can't place him in. Thought anything he did a great job, myself. though. Yeah, he did. He did.
0: Zachary Levi plays the adult version or the, the man child
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shazam. Yes, Shazam.
0: <laughs> and I know that he is probably most well known from the TV show Chuck because I think he was the main person for it. Yes. But I didn't really ever watch that show, and I don't think you ever really did. No. So, I have no association for that. So when I think of him, I can th- I think of, I guess, two things. One doesn't even really count because he was the voice. I think he was the voice of the love interest for Tangled. Um, but watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, um, he, he's a love interest there, too. Hmm. So that's what I've okay. seen him most recently. And Actually, you probably have seen him most recently, in too, since I think you caught a couple episodes. Oh, wow.
1: Well. They weren't sticking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we've already mentioned Mark Strong and also the foster brother. I think his name was Freddie in the movie. He is Jack Dylan Grazer and... I only really know him from It, the the most recent remake of It. But I really, I thought he was so much fun. Uh, He was just kind of the always talking kind of, he was just a character that was always talking and complaining or, you know. (laughs) He was just, he was really fun. It was kind of the smart
1: outlook of the group. I think so. so. Yeah.
0: And I feel like he was also the one where... Was he also the one that was, like, always, like, his mom was kind of saying he was sick, but he really wasn't sick?
1: I, I believe that is <laughs> the uh, case, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. And then the wizard was played by Jaimin Hunsu. Had to finally learn how to pronounce his name. You can't <laughs> just keep on saying the but-not-yet guy.
1: Well, we keep saying that because he first popped on our radar in Gladiator, if right. I'm not mistaken. Is that correct?
0: I think so. Okay. Um,
1: I can't think of anything before I th- that, that. I thought that he was the Amistad
0: almost almost guy, but I don't think you had seen Which
1: I have not dead. seen, so that would still put Gladiator <laughs> first.
0: But yes, so I do enjoy him, And um, but we talked about him most recently when we did our... Um, we were talking about...
1: Captain Marvel, and he was in that. Yes.
0: Well, yes and how he yes.
1: was also in Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: yes. So so that's the main cast. So he's um, been getting
1: around lately. <laughs> yeah,
0: even more than lately. I think he's yeah. always getting around.
1: Oh yes, um, little appearances here and there.
0: Yeah, so I think they had a good cast. The other foster siblings were great. I don't. I didn't look up their names. With the parents, I recognized who played the the father, but I, I didn't look up his name. But I just know yeah. he's in The Walking Dead. But, Yeah,
1: he's the. He's the, the king's axe, I guess you could say, from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah,
0: so, he's, he's really, you know, I, he's a great character in The Walking Dead. And I would feel really bad if he ever doesn't get to survive. So far, so good.
1: <laughs> well, let's yeah. not talk about the red, red wedding equivalency here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last episode of The Walking Dead was pretty brutal.
1: Okay, so when you have the subject of a boy's mentality thrown into an adult... <laughs> Body okay, okay,
0: dangerous territory there.
1: Yeah, well, one thing that came that that cautiously went through my head is was like, oh boy, okay, let's rehash all the jokes from vice versa, like father, like son, freaky Friday, and you know, let's recycle those classic jokes from those movies. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're but they didn't do that, in fact, I thought they were really good and cleverly wrote some really good new material. For that scenario.
0: Oh, yeah. They did a
1: really good job. Although there was a really cute homage to Big. Yes. But we'll, we'll just leave it at that.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, We both caught that while we were watching the film, and, and that was really nice. So, I see this often with some of the movies, um, but again, I felt this one was fun, and I thought it was clever. Just like what you were saying, that they did a really good job of kind of making new jokes.
1: Yes, for so that, that classic scenario. Yes,
0: <laughs> for that that scenario of a... Kid brain in an adult body, you know, especially I thought the glitter comment was funny. Even some, some, uh, <laughs> some
1: new ones, because when he's in the adult form, he's magically in this superhero outfit. He's like, how do I pee out of this thing? You I don't
0: know so yeah. <laughs> kind of I figured that one out.
1: Well, he figured it out.
0: <laughs> I also like the fact that, and I, I'm sure this is just attributed to how it's portrayed in the actual comic book. But I think Shazam is kind of the epitome of what you would think, a kind of a cartoony superhero would look like. You know, he's got this full-on red suit, big old cape.
1: Yeah, this very—I'm uh, not sure how you would describe, but kind of curly, a little fluffy. It definitely had some.
0: Oh, his cape! Is that what you're talking movement
1: about? Movement to it, yeah, and it was like double-layered. Yeah. Like <laughs> so. Pretty pretty fancy cape for a superhero, even by superhero standards.
0: And I know that Zachary Levi buffed up quite a bit for the film and oh, is yes. fairly buff, but I feel like still it was still like obnoxiously buff, like the <laughs> the suit. Um I can only assume that it, they made it like a little buffier than even he actually
1: is. Possibly, possibly.
0: Um but again, just to make it even more cartoonesque, you know, even more stereotypical looking. Just because I think that not only is he this, you know, superhero. I think he's also what, you know, a child or, you know, like a 14-year-old in in this movie. Would envision, would envision. Yes. Because yeah, I think in the comic book, probably Billy Batson is younger. Isn't I think even in the comic book, he might be more like 10.
1: Yeah, 8 or 10, I think. He's pretty so, young. Yeah.
0: I don't think he was a teenager quite yet.
1: I do not believe so. Didn't know
0: the streets yet as much. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think that it was portrayed really well and it worked. It didn't, fe- it didn't feel too silly. I also like the fact that, um, we talked about this before, it didn't dwell on too much drama. You know, so often we watch superhero type movies, origin stories essentially, and people are dealing with having to keep their identity secret. And they're like, oh, I can't tell the love of my life that who I am. Because that'll put her in danger. Or
1: oh, the classic love something. triangle with two people, yada. yeah, yada. You know, all, <laughs>
0: And they did not have that in this no. one. Um, you know, there was you know, there were there was a secret.
1: <laughs> and it was handled very adorably I would say. Yes. I, I wasn't living at that. <laughs>
0: so, but it, there was not the dwelling of the drama yes. where they make Oh, that I can't just, say
1: I can't say type of yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: and where they use that to beat down this character. Um you, what I, we've seen in other films. So, in this film, it was it was not beating him down at all. You know, he was just figuring things out. Or
1: beating her down or Yeah. Anybody?
0: Yeah. Nobody was getting too <laughs> torn up. With the secret, and I mean, who knows what's going to happen as his story progresses, and he might feel the need to keep a secret. The cool thing, though, is that you know he becomes a totally different person almost when he becomes the adult version of himself. So and he sadly, can hide pretty easily. Yeah.
1: And sadly, for a while, he kind of becomes a jerk when he's adult. He's yes. not doing the classic helping people thing like he would supposed to be doing.
0: Right, they. Um, I think you know, you know, just he's a teenager.
1: And yeah. Granted, all these powers, <laughs> like, what do they do? Oh, they're gonna show off and take advantage of them, and what have you.
0: Yeah, and you know, maybe not only that, he's a teenager who's trying to not depend on people, and yeah, he's trying to kind of, well, maybe this is the way to get my independence. But yeah, anyway, so I think I thought they did a really good job, though. There's some funny moments where. When he's in Shazam mode, he's talking to a person that's probably about the same age as him in Shazam mode, but he keeps on calling her an old woman. Yeah, an older woman, (laughs) (laughs) which was throwing me off. And then I realized, oh wait, he's fourteen year old talking to a like thirty something year old woman or something of that sort, and he's just you know he's being silly. But anyway, they did like I said a really good job. So I thought this was interesting, and apparently I guess it was kind of maybe kept under wraps until just the just before the movie. Premiered was that John Glover was in the movie. And John Glover plays, I'll say, Thaddeus's dad, and you'll learn more about Thaddeus. But John Glover, we knew him, um, I mean, he's obviously been in lots of movies, but we know him best as Lionel Luther from Smallville. Yes. So, which, of course, is still DC. And, you know, he was a villain there, and he's not really a good guy here.
1: Oh, no, he goes from one DC <laughs> jerk of a dad to another DC jerk of a dad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was another nice kind of connection or some little bit of continuity. He becomes the
1: follower of one villain to a follower of another villain, yes. actually. So
0: Yes. Oh, so yes. what happens
1: if you're a jerk dad? You breed villains. That's their message here. <laughs>
0: And when the movie started, it started very dark. I even, I felt like I had almost a Batman vibe, you know, where it was just, like I said, very dark. We saw the Warner Brothers logo. And the words
1: of Deadpool, you're so dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe?
0: (laughs) And then, of course, you know, we fast forward and we're in Billy Batson's world. And it's a bit more colorful and lively. So we talked about this a little bit before already, but... This world acknowledges the Justice League members. Yeah, in this the world, end, they are the real. End.
1: So yeah. this is taking place in the same world as the Justice League movie and so forth.
0: And they definitely have been capitalizing on the merchandise. Um, I think we saw it in the preview as well. They have a fight scene in like the, um, the toy store, which seems so normal, but then it's it's fun to think, well, wait a minute. Again, these are not just toys that were created from books. These are toys that were created from people they saw. <laughs> the into. actual
1: heroes, yes.
0: And I think there's usually lots of references to what they know the other superheroes have as powers, like Superman and his laser eyes, and they're trying to see, do you have laser eyes? Oh, well, let me find out. <laughs> and I felt that kind of had the vibe that we saw in Spider-Man Homecoming, where... Peter Parker has, is kind of in awe of Captain America. You know, so it's where you have these characters that, again, are living in that world where these superheroes live. And they're just in awe of them as well, I think. And so, I, again, I like that that feel. So their method of testing their powers I thought was super believable.
1: <laughs> as kids would think.
0: Yeah, because yeah. well, I think when you're a kiddo, you don't always... Think about the what-if scenario of life. And um, so, anyway, I thought that was really fun. Because it reminded me of when I was a kid. And I went to the dentist. And I was probably, like, in, like, maybe third grade or so. Pretty young. But I'd gone to the dentist. And they did something. I don't know what they did. But somehow my mouth had to be numb. And, because, uh, like, a tooth wasn't getting I don't know why. my
1: Novocaine.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, so I go home. And my, like, the bottom lip is still numb. And, like, I inadvertently, like, bit it. And I was like, ooh, that's cool. I didn't feel any pain. <laughs> well, let's see how far I can go before I feel pain. So I kept on biting my lip harder and harder and harder oh and harder. Oh,
1: my God. That, Still never found
0: a... <laughs> pain or anything. Um, you know, you know, invulnerability there, I guess. That was my superpower.
1: Did you get to tissue damage?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> the next day, though, I had a super big... That lip, and Uh, of course, everyone's like, "What happened?" I was like, "I bit my tooth, my lip for a long time." (laughs) So it's one of those things where, when you're a kiddo, you don't always know the what if scenarios. That, like, if I bite my lip forever, it will eventually become numb, might bleed, who
1: knows? All this stuff. You were definitely trying to test that numbness to the. the, I was to the furthest degree, weren't you? Yes, I was.
0: (laughs) The movie does explore a little bit, or give us a little bit of insight on how and why. Billy is an orphan. And yeah, they even you
1: get a little glimpse, yeah.
0: And they even give an opportunity for him to be able to close that chapter in his life. But I like the fact that they did not dwell on it. Almost like how I was saying, I like the fact that the secret wasn't this, like, you know, wallowing type yeah. of thing. This wasn't too much of a wallowing drama derailment. You know, I think everything, everything in the movie still kind of stayed on course with. Him and his Shazam character and his abilities and trying to hone in on living up to those powers that he's been given.
1: Yeah, you, you see the want early in the movie, and it does a decent jump to kind of conclude that that knee that he had.
0: Yeah, yes. So Thaddeus, we kind of, I mentioned his name earlier, Thaddeus is the villain. And I think that when he first entered the temple, it to me had a, um, a little bit of a Alice in Wonderland vibe, like as if he went down the rabbit hole. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can
0: see that. And um, there were other, like, imagery-type things that, you know, remind me of that. Oh, but with his Alice in Wonderland feel, there was even a
1: caterpillar. (laughs) So. <laughs> yeah, that was really interesting. that yeah. takes an interesting twist much later in the movie.
0: Yeah, that, that caterpillar. Keep your eye on him. I'm not sure what's going on with that caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> he did not become a butterfly, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought that, again, he definitely had a bit of an Alice in Wonderland feel. Going down like the rabbit hole almost. And um, But then there's other scenes where it almost had like a line witch in the wardrobe feel to me. Um, because they go through yeah, the doors so. and...
1: So everybody's trip, everybody who has this trip down this rabbit hole is is different for each person. Yeah, depending where, when, and where they're at at the time this happens. Mm-hmm. So
0: it seemed like. It usually required a door, although I don't know how a door would have been involved in the first one, other than or that, even for Billy,
1: you know. Well, which...
0: he had the the subway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but doors are definitely a thing, and it's they are kind of this gateway to this other realm. Yes. And so, to me, that kind of had that line in *The Witch* in the wardrobe feel, especially when we saw it at the end because you know he was oh, in Shazam yeah, form.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting scene there w- within the the layer, I guess you could say. Yes,
0: but yeah, so I just thought. And plus, it was really fun when they started opening doors. <laughs> like,
1: Close that door. Close that door.
0: <laughs> okay, no more
1: doors. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, this is another thing I that I brought up with you. And I don't know how it is in the original comic book.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not at, super familiar with the comic book myself. So. And that's
0: okay. But we talked about that, you know, Superman, he's over in Metropolis and also Smallville. And, you know, Batman's in
1: Gotham. You know, Which are these. And even The Flash is in Central City. So, you have all these iconic heroes in these fictionalized cities.
0: Right. And then Billy Batson and Shazam are in Philadelphia. And so, and it was funny because even in the movie, there's like news reporters saying Philadelphia finally has their own superhero. Yeah. And, you know, and again, this is in a world that has metropolis and it has Gotham and it has all these fictionalized city, yet they're in a real city.
1: Yeah. So
0: I found that interesting. And
1: I'm not sure if in the original comic book, if Billy Batson grew up in Philadelphia or there was a different fictional city in right. the comic book itself.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be interesting to look up. Um, but I did think that was interesting that that he was in definitely a, a real city, and they were very proud and excited to have, yeah. you know,
1: a superhero in. And- Which is an interesting contrast between the DC and Marvel universe because generally the DC characters are fictionalized cities, but the writers of the Marvel superheroes they like to put them in real cities, right? It even lands area like you, know, you even got the West Coast Avengers and so forth. So it's interesting.
0: All right, Corey. Yes? Well What's the verdict?
1: Oh, this is on the shelf. <laughs> as soon as it's out, it's on the shelf. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it is super fun to watch. It is, the jokes were very cleverly written. It's, yeah.
0: And I think it ended with you ready for the next one. Oh, definitely. And um, so, yeah, it's on the shelf for me, too.
1: And we were hearing all sorts of news blurbs of The Rock getting ready to play Shazam's nemesis. so yeah, which to like he's going right? to have his standalone movie first, and then they're going to do some kind of a, you know, Shazam versus Black Adam.
0: Yeah, which that sounds like that old... Well, first off, I mean, Dwayne Johnson is just so fun. And... <laughs>
1: And, and I think I even so asked
0: fun. you, so if I went, you know, is it kind of going to have a similar vibe? Like, I feel like he would be a snarky villain. And I think you said, oh, oh yeah, Black Adam oh, yeah, is he, definitely a snarky villain. I
1: mean, as far as i go, he has even more of a chip on his shoulder than Shazam <laughs> did in this one. And overconfident in his, in himself. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. So I felt that, yeah, this movie is definitely on the shelf or making the shelf. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's
1: Family friendly, yes. friendly, for sure.
0: <laughs> even even in some of the explorations that they make, they do a good job on, you know, being, um, not going into too detail. Like, I, for example, the beer scene. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> or, you know, there's another scene with, you know, a special club. and <laughs> <laughs> But they show nothing of the club.
1: Just the outside of it.
0: Yes. But anyway, so it's fun. It's lighthearted. And I felt that it was a you know you could follow the plot really well it didn't go off too far on any other tangents we had to learn a little bit more about you know of course thaddeus's character we learned a little bit more about why billy's an orphan and and things like that but
1: all the-, the yeah all the plot lines were very well balanced yes i would say
0: and again it didn't to me have the unnecessary drama that sometimes we see you know as superheroes are beating themselves up you know like with the weight of their secrets or the the weight of the responsibilities,
1: Would you always talk about, you hit the whiny Spider Man in the <laughs> yes, 90s I'm not a fan of whiny Spider Man,
0: <laughs> and you know, and again, maybe that's also because it was the beginning for you know the Billy Batson Shazam character. He d- hasn't gotten his responsibilities yet, you know, he's still just figuring things out. No. But
1: he got the great power, but he didn't get the responsibility <laughs> yet.
0: Yeah, and I think that you only had one little disappointment, which is you would have liked to seen a little bit more wisdom from Solomon.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so one of his main abilities is the wisdom of Solomon, and I don't think that was very well portrayed in this movie. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, he'll learn to draw on that later. Yeah, more so,
0: he might need it against you know the Rock because <laughs> the
1: Rock. because right. you know when you have comparable powers to your villain, the main thing you got to do is outthink them.
0: Okay, Corey, let's talk about our picks of the week.
1: Well, since there was a little bit of an homage to this other movie, mm-hmm. and it definitely falls in the same line of a kid beating in an adult body, I'm going to go with Big.
0: Yeah. So, which, that's a fun movie. Very Tom fun. Hanks set some of his... Best moments, I think everyone, you know, there's the Zoltar game, and you know, I think anytime you see any imagery of that, or or
1: any imagery similar to that, I mean, yeah, if it's not the Zoltar, would always, you know, brings up those those you know, feelings of the movie.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that was that was a Penny Marshall film that she directed, and she did an outstanding job. And it it is very similar in with the Shazam aspect that he has his friend. That, yeah, you know,
1: kind of helps him throw it up first.
0: It's kind of yeah, his guide. It's like, all right, you're an adult. What can you do? <laughs> and all right, so for my pick of the week, I decided to go. Um, I was trying to think if there were any animated DC movies that revolved around Shazam at all, and um, and there's one that we have, which is Justice League War, and this is kind of like. Um, before the Justice League is the Justice League, so they're all just kind of in their own little worlds, you know. It's a,
1: another storytelling of them of their coming together. Yeah, there, there have been several.
0: Oh yeah, you know,
1: and plus the live action movie, of course.
0: And this movie is not very old, and so yeah. it, and so it's a little bit more of the. Of a more modern looking animation style, and Superman's are, a bit edgier. Yeah.
1: And, and there are some other animated movies featuring Shazam, but we haven't seen those right yet. So we but, decided
0: to go with yeah. the one that we own, which so it is on the movie shelf. And so if you are interested in seeing, um, you know, a little bit more of some of these stories, you know, of the, of the different Justice League characters, and then of course including Shazam. Definitely check it out. It's um,
1: definitely worth a look.
0: Yeah. It's good old classic DC animation, which is sometimes pretty dark
1: with uh, some su- surprising voice acting behind the characters in that movie.
0: Yeah. Like so. we have Alan Tudyk as the as yeah. Superman
1: would have never pictured that combination.
0: <laughs> and then uh, Christopher yeah. Gorham, he's flash
1: and uh, doing the voice of Shazam.
0: Oh yeah. Sean Aston. Yeah.
1: So that was yeah. interesting.
0: So it's definitely fun, and like I said, it, it you'll see elements of that that you've seen in the the movies themselves. Like you oh. were tickled when you were watching the um, you know, when you saw the ice cream scene, and you were like, <laughs> "Oh, I wonder if the Wonder Woman movie you you know was inspired by that from this yeah. film or something of that sort." Oh, you should be very proud of your job. <laughs> yeah, she was telling that to the ice cream vendor yeah. man, even and in, in
1: the Wonder Woman movie.
0: Yeah. 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 And the cyborg character, you see him become cyborg in the animated film Justice League War. And you see some of the things that he kind of deals with that you would have seen in Justice League. Yeah, you know, his his kind well, of they, armor. They kind of skip
1: a lot of that in the Justice League movie. Because, you know, you, when you first see him, he's already cyborg. So they kind of skip a lot of that drama.
0: I understand. But what, what I was getting at is, well, there was drama because he was upset with his dad. Because he felt like he was a monster. And... And you saw him adapting, you know, getting used to his suit, yeah. and his suit getting used to him, and the suit morphing and changing, just like you did in this animated film. So I think there are lots of similarities.
1: Kind of, kind of going through a refining process, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's definitely cool. Check it out if you want, like. I said if you want to get a little bit more backstory or a little bit more, just learn a little bit more about these characters. I actually liked the personality of Billy Batson better in the movie that we just saw shazam versus how he was in justice league war but that's okay <laughs> we had a little bit more of a cocky attitude in, in the animated justice league war but
1: and i'm sure now that it's on our radar will it'd be interesting to see how he's portrayed it in his own full feature animated movie yeah so, the superman and, we shazam need to and go back movie. and see
0: so, let's talk about some of the movies that are coming out that we're interested in. These were super exciting to see, oh, finally, yes. in the big theater. So, we have Spider-Man, Far From Home. So, what's the story going on there that we can see, Corey?
1: Well, sadly, we can assume this takes place after Avengers Endgame. <laughs> so, so You can assume?
0: You don't think it'd be before at all?
1: I don't think so. Uh,
0: well... It's coming out out
1: after that movie. Oh, well, who knows. I still don't think they're all
0: dead anyway.
1: Endgame's coming out next month.
0: I think they're in, well, we'll talk about Endgame in a little bit.
1: (laughs) So it's kind of a spoiler, oh, guess who's back, magically, somehow. (laughs) Or
0: maybe it's before. I don't think so. (laughs) So he's off to...
1: Because in Infinity War, we see somebody else turn to dust already, which is... Nick Fury. And at okay. this preview, he's back in the Far From Home
0: I understand. Trailer. But still, if it's before Infinity War...
1: So that means it would be even before the movie that came out last year, if that was the case, which I really doubt it is.
0: You never know what they're doing.
1: <laughs> I have a pretty good idea what they're doing.
0: So either it's a spoiler or it's not. But that's okay, because it's Spider-Man. <laughs> and so it's, I think he's off to Paris, I think, for like a school trip.
1: Yeah. Uh, or Europe, is Italy- England, or Italy? <laughs>
0: Somewhere in Europe.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, Europe.
0: But yeah, he's off on a school trip. It looks like he's torn on, does he want to be Peter Parker, or does he want to be Spider-Man? And- yeah, he's
1: torn whether or not to even take a suit yeah. on him. Honestly.
0: But I guess he took I I don't know, or maybe he acquired a new suit, because the previews do show him connecting with Nick Fury. Yes. So maybe that's so how maybe he got his super some suit. some S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: tech suits that he gets yeah. a hold of.
0: Yeah, so... And I, oh, oh, yeah. I totally forgotten what the villain was going to be. And then they showed it, of course, or I think, assuming that it would be the villain, is um, Mysterio. So Jake yes. Gyllenhaal. Yes. And uh, and I think as we were watching the preview, we were thinking, well, I don't recognize that villain. I don't recognize that villain. So then I think you and I were talking when we first saw the preview that, you know, maybe because Mysterio is known for making special effects. Yes. So maybe he's creating these villains so that he can be the hero. Kind of like, you know, in The Incredibles. Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> Where he makes his villains so that only he can defeat the villain. That's right.
1: And then only he is the hero.
0: So that's my theory.
1: So it seems like that when these mysterious enemies pop up and Spiderman tries to get rid of them before Mysterial does, he's like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm sure he'll... Get off my a,
1: turf. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we shall see. I think really my, my main thinking about Mysterio is whenever you're playing your game, because I feel like <laughs> Spider-Man was always making a joke saying that you sound like a
1: bowl of cereal or you something. Know, well, he goes, I'm Mysterio. He goes, Mysterio? I think I had a bowl of Mysterios for breakfast.
0: <laughs> so I think that's my main experience with Mysterio is kind of this like puny weasley guy. Oh, yeah, but that can definitely. create all these, you know, special Fantastic effects. And, yes. Yeah. So hopefully. So he's it'll kinda be fun. like
1: the Wizard of Oz.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: He's the little he's this little weasley guy behind the curtain.
0: Yeah.
1: Putting up this big show for everybody else to see.
0: <laughs> we adored the first Spider Man um with oh, the Tom yes. Holland actor. Yes, yes. So yes. we are looking forward to this one.
1: Maybe if there's any, any advancement in the relationship forefront with MJ.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it's all very Plutonic so far that we've seen.
1: Can't say Mary Jane, sadly, so it's just MJ.
0: <laughs> yeah, MJ. It's all good. All right, so the other movie that we're going to talk about is Avengers Endgame. So we Endgame. finally saw that preview in the theater. Yes. And um, so we're definitely looking forward to that.
1: And there's mm-hmm. only like a... Thousand one theories circling around YouTube on how they're going to fix it. And
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, right from the beginning, when we saw Infinity War, I was pretty, my initial thought, it was like, there's no way they're all dead. I mean, first off, they just made Black Panther, and he's an awesome success, so there's no way they're killing him. <laughs> so, there's no way these people are dead. So, my thought was, after watching the preview, maybe they're all in that quantum quantum realm. Maybe. And they need Ant-Man to go with them. But
1: people have been warned to be prepared for some possible permadeaths.
0: Yeah. I know they were joking about, what's his name? Captain America looking at his Peggy Carter. Was it Peggy? Was that her name? Mm-hmm. Peggy Carter picture. And he's like, oh no. When soldiers look at their loves, <laughs> that's not good. They don't make it. So we shall see. There's definitely some time passing, it looks like, through the movie. Yes. Um, They, um, you know, it looks like we see that kind of evidence with
1: Black Widow and Black Black Widow with her hair. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it goes from blonde back to her red and kind of changing. So, anyway, it definitely looks, it looks fine. It looks like obviously um, Tony gets out of space. I know there's the theory that maybe Pepper goes and gets him somehow, but we've not seen any evidence of that in the preview. So, we shall see.
1: We have seen evidence that she does wear a. She has her own supersuit. Yeah, a Stark supersuit of her own. Hmm.
0: I don't think we've seen Nick Fury in
1: the previews at all. Hmm.
0: But we have seen, you know, we did see Captain Marvel appear yes. right there in the theory, or in the preview at the very end, and um, she apparently, by standing still, won um, Thor's approval.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> giving a glare.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. There's there's lots of breadcrumbs that they're trying to sort of. I think they they are leaving breadcrumbs that go nowhere. So, (laughs) we just, in a month, we'll have to find out where these breadcrumbs really go.
1: Lots of breadcrumbs just so that fan theories can just go sporadic. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But, we are definitely looking forward to this movie. And now, Corey, it's time for a side of bacon. Mm, Bacon. From last episode, we were connecting Sigourney Weaver to Danny DeVito. And these are two individuals that have been in a number of movies with... A slew of other people, and yet we somehow could not get super easy connections.
1: It was not easy.
0: So I,
1: found my connection had to be kind of cheesy, <laughs> <laughs> using a similar or actually using the same cameo parents I used in a previously. I just can't remember which one it is. Yeah, no. but I used the same cameo in the same movie for this link.
0: All right, who are you considering the cameo? Oh, never mind. I got gotcha. you. Uh-huh. Um, bing, bing. so hey, mine, my ball went off. mine is a three movie connection. Oh, but it might be a little stronger than yours. Probably. <laughs> um, even though I know yours are two movie connections, so I have Sigourney Weaver with Bill Paxton in Aliens, and I Game like, over me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And I feel like we use Bill Paxton a lot, it seems, because um, I'm going to use Bill Paxton to Schwarzenegger in True Lies, which I think we did this before, and then Schwarzenegger to Danny DeVito in Twins. So, the, the unlikely twin brothers. <laughs> so, what's your connection?
1: Okay. So, I'm going Sigourney Weaver to Arnold Schwarzenegger in Dave. Is the movie Dave, the fake president Dave, runs into Governor Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. So he's actually playing himself. Mm-hmm. And of course, really easy to connect that dot there, is Schwarzenegger to DeVito. And I'm going to use Junior. Yeah. <laughs> like you're running to So another hey, be unlikely different.
0: story of a man who is pregnant.
1: <laughs> but between those two movies, I think Junior was the better movie.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, Corey, who's your bacon for this week?
1: Okay, well, since we're doing the movie Shazam... And I don't think either actor is strong enough is a strong enough actor to be playing bacon with. Whether it's the <laughs> Billy Batson kid or the Shazam character. So I'm going to pick the person who voiced Shazam from the Justice League movie, which is Sean Ashton.
0: Okay. And so I love the fact that you picked an actor from my pick of the week. And I'm actually picking an actor from your pick of the week. So I am going to go with John Hurd. Who was in Big? He was the, um, I don't know if he was like the ex-boyfriend, in a sense, um, for Elizabeth Perkins' character. But he was the one that was always giving Tom Hanks a hard time in the adult world. And, um, you know, he played the handball game with him and was just beating him up. And I do not know around. that actor
1: strong enough to name a single other movie he's Tom
0: been Home Alone.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to have, okay, so I'm definitely going to have to INDB this How guy, like and too. breathe? Do <laughs> you even have a chance on linking up this guy?
0: And, oh, what was that other movie? Was it um, Beaches? I think he was in Beaches. I haven't seen around. Well, all right. Well, you can use IMDb to look up <laughs> what other movies he's been in. Um, but, yeah. So, we have Sean Astin to John, John Heard.
1: Heard. Is that a g r d like you're herding yes. cattle? Okay.
0: No, h like you heard something.
1: Oh, like I haven't heard of this guy. Right. Okay. <laughs>
0: Sean Astin to John Heard.
1: I heard that. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, thanks for listening to Movie Shell. And
1: anyway, if you would, click that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you're listening on your Apple device, please uh, give us a ranking and leave us a comment. Let us know what you think.
0: All right, and be sure to check out our show notes and um, for links to the trailers of some of the movies that we talk about as well as our reminders for our Bacon Connection for the week. So we'll catch you next time, you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.